Alright everybody, welcome to episode of Whale Talks Wrestling 25. What's better than 24? 25. But, uh, usual start up here, you know, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW. Um, I don't think any New Japan shows are, have to ca- I think I have to catch some things, but we'll see, we'll see. But we start off with Monday night raw and i got to say raw was actually not that bad um raw was actually not that bad a couple of rematches here and there but the rematches ended up being better than i expected uh we get page come out and the first thing i thought is uh oh kabuki warriors i got excited so page comes out she introduces the kabuki warriors god i love the fucking kabuki warriors man i love them heal Heel Kyrie saying is the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> so we're getting Kyrie Sane versus Becky Lynch up next. But before that, Paige is trying to cut a promo. And Asuka snaps the mic from Paige. Then Kyrie takes the mic from Paige and she starts maniacally evil laughing. Paige is just like, what, what's wrong with you two? And Paige gets a fucking uh, green mist in the face. Paige's eyes are melting. So it looks like Asuka has turned. Asuka and Kyrie Sane have turned on Paige. And then we get Kyrie Sane versus Becky. I enjoyed this match. It was a little awkward in the beginning. Again, I don't enjoy Becky beating the crap out of Asuka and uh, Kyrie by herself. That's annoying. That's over pushing at its finest. Like, this woman should not be able to even hang with Asuka. She got destroyed. The last time she fought Asuka, she got choked the fuck out. So. Just the fact that Becky can somehow beat her up now easily with help. Uh, Kyrie Sane was getting out of dodge the whole time. She ended up making a little comeback by kicking um, uh, Becky in the head. Just love the heel Kabuki Warriors, man. I even love Kyrie's new outfit. It looks fucking cool. Uh, all black. She was like an evil pirate. Ahaha. But Becky's getting the, laying the beat down for most of this match. A lot of this match is mostly Kyrie Sane selling. Until Kyrie Sane sweeps her out of the middle rope. And then starts going in with the big uh, open hand chops. On the corner. Uh, Becky starts to make a comeback. Hits her arm drags here and there. Uh, she hits this nice bridging um, like hammerlock. Uh, I thought it was really impressive. I like that move. Uh, Becky takes back control after that. For a while. And uh... Starts working the arm. She's trying to go for the disarm early, but it's not happening. Kyrie Sane slides out again. A lot of sliding out by Kyrie Sane. Asuka comes in for the distraction. But Becky falls for it, you know. Dumb baby face syndrome. Becky falls for it, but she starts making a comeback anyway. But Kyrie shuts her down quickly. Uh, Becky then makes another comeback. You know, does her clotheslines and a little leg lariat. And uh, what did she used to call it? Straight fire, was it? Yeah, it was just a straight fire comeback. She would just fucking yell, straight fire! Oh, that's the real Becky I miss. Uh, she locks in the anchor, uh, Kyrie Sane locks in the anchor, and uh, almost gets a really good tap out on Becky Lynch. She wrenched that thing all the way back. Becky, though, fights out of it, gives her the big clothesline. Tries to go for a suplex. Uh, Kyrie Sane is ever reversing into a nice looking DDT. It looked like a DDT fucking face buster. It looked pretty rough. I liked it though. 
Goes for the insane elbow, but Becky interrupts her in the top rope. Looks like Becky's going to go for a top exploder, but turns it into just tossing her off the top rope. Goes for a quick pin, but does not work out. Kyrie uh, kicks out. This match got some time, too. I actually like this match. Like like I said, it was a little rough in the beginning. Uh, Becky takes out Asuka out there with flying punch. Locks in a quick disarmor. I don't like how quick Kyrie tapped out because, I don't know, I just hate when they do that. They just lock it in. That's it. They tap out. Basically, Becky's yelling at Asuka. I don't forget. Basically bringing up, you know, how Asuka beat her. Which, you know what that means? You're going to have Becky beat fucking Asuka next week, probably. Uh, Becky tries to handshake Kyrie's scene, but Kyrie kicks her hand away. It's funny. They have this little awkward thing where it's just like, okay. <laughs> but I have more of this. This was good to see a different fucking match. We had Buddy Murphy coming out. Going against R-Truth and uh, R-Truth and Buddy Murphy had a fun little match here. It was good to see R-Truth actually wrestling for once. Like, R-Truth actually wrestled. It was fucking weird. Uh, crowd, I don't know, um, crowd was getting really behind Buddy Murphy on SmackDown, but I don't know what happened. It feels like the crowd's just kind of sour on him a little bit. I guess because they're trying to reposition him as a heel now. After in SmackDown, he kind of felt like a heel, but then kind of turned babyface. Uh, Buddy hitting the quick combination. In comes the army of jobbers. You know, all the guys are looking for the fucking uh, 24-7 title. Buddy ends up hitting a Kamagoye for the win. R-Truth tells it funny because he gets up and he just spits out. And he's like, what happened? He's just looking around like, what happened? Kind of a little awkward match, but I kind of liked it because, again, it was something really fucking different. See Buddy Murphy versus R-Truth. Where can you say you've seen that? Uh, Street Profits come out, uh, do their whole big celebration, they come out and they say, we want the smoke, they're trying to get their catchphrase over, and that was it, and they leave. <laughs> I kid you not, that was it. Uh, Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, uh, basically Ricochet's looking for revenge. I groaned when I saw this was gonna be a rematch, and I'm like, here we fucking go. They can't help themselves, they just gotta do the match again after the match was so good. But then this match ended up being even better than the first match. So I was like, okay. The ending was a little whatever, but the crowd went fucking nuts for it. Ricochet's not even letting uh, McIntyre start. McIntyre catches Ricochet by the neck and tosses him gut first in the rope. That was rough looking. While the whole time he still had his fucking like trench coat on, which is pretty funny. But yeah, McIntyre is going to put the beats to Ricochet. He's giving him the hard knife edge chops. He's choking him out with the rope. Being the crap out of this man, making it look easy too. Gives him one of the most impressive belly to bellies, man. Fucking halfway, not even full way across the ring. It looked like he tossed his man. Fucking the whole time he's taunting Hogan. He goes to hit the Hogan leg drop, and he actually hits a very good Hogan leg drop on Ricochet. Ricochet sells it like a million bucks. That's one thing a lot of people don't give Ricochet credit for. Oh man, there was a here. So Ricochet's trying to fight back from McIntyre. McIntyre takes him and slaps him so hard in the face. It sounded like a gunshot. Oh, that's why I love Drew, man. Like, Drew brings this aggression that people just don't have. Only certain people bring the aggression Drew has. Like, Aleister Black does that. You know, Drew does it. Uh, Buddy Murphy was doing it for a little bit. Uh, Ali was doing it for... They just... Some people just bring that aggression. It's one reason I always love Daniel Bryan. It always feels like this guy's going 100 miles per hour. (laughs) 
Uh, Drew with an impressive fucking suplex where he just tosses him halfway across. Uh, Ricochet's finally starting to make a comeback because this match has been Drew from the beginning. Back body drop, fucking high cross, razor's edge, buckle bomb, ruthless, man. I'm glad Roof, I'm glad Roof. I'm glad Drew adopted that into his moveset because that's a sick move for that man to do. He does it so well. Crazy. A move that dangerous, though, because it doesn't look dangerous, but it, I mean, it doesn't look like crazy, but it looks pretty rough, too. You know what I mean? Uh, Ricochet's starting to come back once again. McIntyre cuts him off again with a big kick to the gut. And this match, again, got a lot of time, which I really appreciated, because these guys just work very fucking well together. Like, legit, I groaned, and I was just like, oh, man. Fucking uh, McIntyre tosses Ricochet into the turnbuckle. Goes for another Razor's Edge buckle bomb. Ricochet reverses it into a Frankensteiner onto the turnbuckle. Ricochet starts coming back in with the stiff forms. Hits the cartwheel and Jaguri from Will Ospreay. Uh, hits the cartwheel's uh, drop kick. He's finally chipping down at McIntyre. Beautiful lion salt by Ricochet for a near fall. Like, I think I've never seen a lion salt more beautiful than that. Even better than Jericho's, man. It's crazy. Uh, Ricochet tries to lift. Uh, he tries to lift McIntyre. McIntyre gives him the reverse Alabama slam. Such a great looking move. I like it when he does it to the steel steps. Fucking beautiful discus lariat by McIntyre. Turned him inside out for a near fall. I really thought that was it for a second because the way he hit him so fucking hard. Uh, Big Mac ends up throwing Ricochet to the top. Ricochet stops him, but McIntyre does that cool little zombie thing he does. Goes for the Claymore. Ricochet catches him with a calf kick. Goes for a 450. Ricochet misses. And then Randy catches him in one of the most vicious RKOs I've seen. Like, the crowd lost their shit when Randy hit this RKO. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, the crowd legit went insane when Randy hit this RKO. And Ricochet sold it. Like, he got Tombstone's pile driver by The Undertaker. That's how well Ricochet sold this RKO. Randy was going fucking nuts, cursing his ass off. <laughs> My favorite part of it is Drew McIntyre sitting in the corner. And he's just yelling at him, get your ass off! Get off! I'm like, that's your own partner. And then he just fucking, like, he just keeps dabbing up McIntyre. I'm like, you know Randy just thinks he's the shit. Like, I'm telling you, that RKO is vicious, though. Oh, my God. Like, just for that alone, I'm hoping I really need to see Ricochet one-on-one with Randy Orton. We're building up the whole time to Eric Rowan versus Seth Rollins and a Falks on anywhere. Uh, this is what I predicted last week, which I wanted. Alberto Carrillo is back there, and AJ Styles is like, yo, if you wanted to face the best champion in WWE, you should have just called me, AJ Styles, which I'm like, Oh boy, I definitely this is exactly what I want to see. I want to see AJ versus Alberto Carrillo. I think Seth is something, but it's just you can't touch AJ Styles, man. Only certain people can measure up to the caliber of an AJ Styles. We have a squash match, uh, Viking Raiders. I kind of thought they were over the squash match. Like these guys are the fucking tag team champions, and they won them very decisively. So. Just a fucking beat down. Viking Raiders win. Viking experience. Doors hammer. Fucking done. Andrade comes out and we get another rematch with Cien Cara 
This is where I'm like, okay, this is annoying. But again, the match was not bad. And Cien Cara ended up debuting a valet, a woman wrestler. Dick ass woman wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Dead ass, ma. Uh, the girls from NXT, I think they were saying. But yeah, they had a cool little entrance together where Cien Cara jumps over. But these guys proceeded to have another decent match. Like, I like these guys' chemistry together. Andrade was dominating. Hit some backbreakers, you know. Uh, trying to get Shankara to tap out. But Shankara had someone watching his back. Selena was trying to get in the way, but the girl kept stopping her. Forgot her name yet. Can't, I thought I said Katarina or something fucking... Canatoba Canada, that's her name. Uh, Shankara hits a nice corkscrew dive to the outside. That was cool looking. A uh, fucking cool spot where uh, Andrade's in the corner. Shankara goes to fly on him. But fucking Ciancara ended up turning into a kind of Canadian destroyer with no hands. It looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, Selena Vega gets involved again. She tries to give a hurricanrana to the girl on the outside, Katarina. But uh, the girl catches her, deadlifts her up. Sick powerbomb to the fucking barricade. Oh, that looked rough. Uh, Andrade checks on her, but at the same time, Ciancara got distracted because he got too excited. And Andrade ended up rolling him up with the ropes. So again, Ciancara loses. Again, a valet was enough, not enough to get Skinkara a win. We get Charlotte Flair and Natalia working together. Fucking random. I was like, what the fuck? Versus the Iconics. Good to see the Iconics, man. I haven't seen the Iconics in forever. I, I, I know their tag team title run wasn't the best, but they were pretty fucking funny. I find them hilarious. I don't know if it's just me, but I, I really find them funny. <laughs> But this was a squash match, man. Charlotte and Natalia pretty much destroyed these girls. It wasn't even, like, kind of close. Natalia likes on the sharpshooter. Charlotte comes in and spears the shit out of Peyton Royce. And basically, chump work. Uh, Seth Rollins got a pretty decent promo backstage saying he's going to show everybody what he's all about. When he takes down Eric Rowan. And... I'm telling you, man, Eric Rowan keeps impressing me more and more every day. I know it sounds fucking funny, but this guy had a really good match with Seth Rollins. I thought this match was great. I thought this match was really good. It's fucking weird. Eric Rowan be putting in that work, man. I don't know what the hell this guy's done ever since he's come back. Like, I always consider him the weak link. But he's really impressed me so far. He had a great match with Roman on the pay-per-view, and phew. Everyone knows how I feel about Roman Reigns. But that was a pretty good match. And this match was even better than that, I thought, as a Falcons Anywhere match. But Rowan's giving Rollins the beats. Gives him a fucking face buster on the barricade and gives him a big boot. I like that this was a Falcons Anywhere match. And these guys actually took it everywhere. They start fighting on the crowd, beating the crap at each other. Rowan's giving the headbutts to Rollins. Rollins sold it like a madman. He gave him a headbutt that he just went into the crowd and just fucking died in there. Uh, they started taking it to the top. Uh, Rowan's basically uh, beating the crap out of Rollins at this point. Rollins getting the beats. Uh, they're in this weird little hallway thing about to cra- pass to the fucking... Rollins ends up using like this weird like uh, the thing that holds the rope together. Uh, Rowan ends up throwing Rollins into the merch table. He fucking modified Uranage's. Fucking Rollins to one of the other tables. Rollins is back in the ring. They're back in the ring. Rollins is doing his triple dive. Uh, Rowan catches him, but Rollins sends him flying into the steel steps. <laughs> sends him flying into the other steel steps. 
Basically, Rollins is trying to show that he's got an edge to him. Kind of reminded me of Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley. You know how they're trying to show, like, Seth has an edge. Like, he can go to a place. A big crossbody by fucking um, Eric Rowan to the outside. Oh, that was rough looking. A buckle bomb by Eric Rowan on the fucking post. That looked rough. That looked sick, man. Seth Rollins looked like he even got a stinger for a little bit. But that was just good selling, I think. But that was rough. He gave him a fucking sick buckle bomb. Big Lariat. Uh, Rowan takes Rollins to the stage. He's about to set Rollins to the table. Uh, Claw choke slam onto the table. Rollins catches himself. Gives him a super kick. Fucking curve stomp on the announce table. But he took too long and Eric Rowan kicks out. Goes for a fucking uh, cross body to the outside. Uh, Rollins gets a chair, starts beating the crap out of Eric Rowan backstage. Eric Rowan fights back, takes Rollins by the chair with the chair, and slams him on all this stuff. Uh, we get a fucking like uh, what do they call that? The fucking uh, liftings? I forgot what they call them. Ah, uh, it's gonna bother me now. But Rollins gets a ladder. He beats the crap out of him for a ladder. Curve stomp on the ladder. He tells one of these guys, he basically fucking kills one of these guys to put a pallet on top of fucking um, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan gets trapped by a pallet, and then Rollins sits on top of the pallet, and he gets the three fall, uh, the three count. I thought this was cool because it made Eric Rowan also look strong because Rollins needed, Rollins didn't really beat him. You know, he kind of like, kind of out-tricked him, which I'm like, huh, so they're showing that he can out-trick the Fiend. In a fall continuity match. I don't know about that. This guy got off from like fucking 15 curve stumps. Aleister Black with a promo saying, you know, pick a fight with me. The usual. Uh, AJ Styles versus Umberto Carrillo up next. And I was pretty excited for this match. I also really like Umberto Carrillo's new merch. It's fucking Dalegas. A beautiful fucking arm drag by Umberto Carrillo. Fucking he goes up to the corner. Hits a beautiful moonsault headbutt to fucking AJ Styles. That's something right there. That that was gorgeous. Alberto Carrillo with a flying chuck kick to fucking AJ for a near fall. And Carrillo is giving AJ the business in the beginning of this match. A beautiful drop kick to AJ Styles. Sends AJ Styles to the outside. And AJ's looking at him like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to have to change my game plan. Carrillo goes for a moonsault on the outside. But AJ spears fucking Carrillo. Gives him a tornado DDT on the outside. That's why I love AJ, man. AJ... Always changing his offense. Like, when the fuck... I don't even remember the fucking last time I saw AJ Styles do a fucking Tornado DDT. Like, on the fucking barricade. Like, what the hell? Carrillo coming back with a big fucking dropkick. It's a beautiful dropkick from the top rope. Missile dropkick. I thought this match was so much better than the Seth Rollins match already. Like, I'm telling you, it's just a finesse that AJ Styles can't mess with. AJ with a beautiful snap fucking reverse DDT. Tries to go for the Phenomenal Forum. Carrillo blocks it. Ends up taking AJ down. Tries to go for the Aztec Press. Hits the Moonsault. Fucking Carrillo tries to go for another dive. But AJ catches him mid-air with a fucking uh, back body drop. I thought that was cool looking. Destroys his leg with the Calf Killer. And AJ wins by submission. And this match was great. I would love to see these two go at it. Like 30 minutes, 20 minutes. For that U.S. title. Give me give me 20 minutes with these guys. That's fantastic. AJ goes to shake his hand. He tells him, nah, not happening. Carrillo 
fucking hits AJ. AJ gets him with the Styles Clash after the match. The beatdown. Uh, the Street Profits come out to make the save for Roberto Carrillo. So we're probably going to get the Street Profits and Roberto Carrillo versus the club. The OC. The only club that matters. But this is a great match. Roberto Carrillo is something, man. This, this guy's 24 years old. He's so good. He's already fucking amazing me already. Like, come on. This guy's 24 years old. So, King's Court segment to end Raw. And I was like, oh, crap. Here we fucking go. But I'm not going to lie. This segment was kind of entertaining. So, Lana comes out. She's like, I'm sick and tired of you, Ruth said. You only want to have sex with me. You want to have sex with me in the morning, in the night, in the day, in the day. And fucking Rusev is fucking winning these people over. They're fucking losing their mind chanting for Rusev Day. And saying, like, yo, sex sells, bro. You know, and Alana's like, I'm sick and tired of him. I left him because he wants to put a baby in me. Bobby Lashley. And the reason she's with Bobby Lashley, because Bobby Lashley apparently told Lana that Rusev was cheating. Rusev loses his mind and says, that's a fucking lie. Bring out Lashley right now. I'll beat the shit out of him. Lashley comes out. Rusev starts beating the crap out of him. Lashley, this thing actually turned entertaining. So kind of weird having Bobby Lashley part of this, but Bobby Lashley gets the uh, advantage with a flatliner. Rusev tries to come in, giving the bitch to beat Bobby. That's a Samoan drop. Uh, he takes the wedding ring and he shoves it down Bobby Lashley's throat. Uh, Lana comes in with a kendo stick, starts beating the shit out of Rusev, but Rusev is no-selling the fuck out of it. I thought that was great. Lashley with a low blow to Rusev. Baby Rusev's are now dead. Lana slaps him in the face. Another low blow by Lashley. Lashley puts the beats to Rusev. Lashley ends up making out with fucking Lana on top of fucking Rusev. And you got, you got the winner of Raw. Would be the greatest comment ever by a fan he was just chanting this is weird <laughs> like this is awkward this is weird. i forgot what he said he's just like this is weird <laughs> the way he said it was funny but overall i thought raw wasn't that bad you know i bet you Carrillo and aj killed it seth and eric rowan had a good ass fucking match i thought that match was really fun and entertaining uh street profits cutting a promo i could have seen them wrestle you know that would have been awesome uh, squash match by the Viking Raiders. Don't need no more squash matches. We know who these guys are. We know their offense. You know what I mean? But overall, I thought Raw was pretty good. Alright, NXT time. Uh, NXT, good show like always. Uh, we started off NXT with a live performance from, uh, Poppy. Yes, Poppy. Uh, I didn't know Poppy did kind of, like, music like this. Uh, I actually, like, like the songs she performed. It was actually kind of cool. Uh, I always thought Poppy was just like all pop. <laughs> You're not even trying to be funny, but uh, I really liked the performance. I really liked Io Shirai getting that like um, special entrance. And we get a rematch between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Uh, we start off with the girls hit two topes. Io Shirai flies on uh, Candice. Candice flies on Io. The whole time I was scared because I really thought they were going to have uh, Candice beat Io, but. Uh, this was a great match. Uh, great fucking code breaker from the corner from Io Shirai. Very Tessa Blanchard-ish. I know Tessa does that move pretty well, but Io looks pretty good too. Oh, man. That looks stiff. Uh, gave her two knees in the corner. Now she's working Candice LeRae the whole time. Uh, it was just cool to see 
it's cool to just see EO being treated like a fucking star, dude. Like, she feels like the biggest star in the women's division right now to me. You know, you can keep your Becky Lynch's. I'll take EO Shirai any other fucking day. Uh, EO flexing by countering a Hurricanrana into a fucking kick-up. EO's trying to land something on the apron, but Candice stops her and puts her back in the ring. EO's trying to go for a superplex from the top rope, but Candice throws her off. Uh, then she cuts off, EO cuts off Candace, and Candace slams her face onto the apron. That was rough. Back from the break, Candace is coming back with a big drop kick, uh, trying to give uh, EO everything she's got. She gives her a tornado DDT for a near fall. Very good tornado DDT, also. Looks really great. Uh, I'm telling you, Candace, I'm not the biggest fan of Candace, but she can wrestle, man. She can definitely wrestle. Uh, good spot where she goes for Candace, uh, Mrs. LeRae's wild ride, the neckbreaker from the middle rope. Uh, EO counters that. Go for the moonsault, but Candace gets the knees up. Uh, EO busts open Candace's nose uh, with a big shote, with a big old fucking palm strike to the nose. Uh, EO's getting pissed off. She couldn't put her away with the fucking uh, code modified Koji clutch. She gets the chair. Candace takes advantage, hits a nice full Nelson STO. Candace misses the fucking lion salt, but hits face first in the chair. And uh, EO just goes over, pins, and EO Shirai pins Candice LeRae once again. Uh, attacks her after the match is over, gives uh, EO's going in. Uh, Rhea Ripley comes in for the save, starts beating the crap out of EO. Women are going crazy. But a uh, very good match. Uh, Candice LeRae and EO have very fucking good chemistry. They're a match from TakeOver. It's one of my favorite matches all year, actually, believe it or not. Probably the best women's match I've seen all year. It was fucking pretty damn great. I loved it. Uh, we got a big promo package about Finn. You know, Finn is going to come out to explain. Uh, he throws a shot out here at Bray Wyatt where he's just like, they put a mask on a guy and he's the hottest thing in the business. But now I show my true self. Now I'm the hottest thing in the damn business. I thought that was a good shot. So, you know, him acknowledging him losing to The Fiend. Uh, this was a great promo by Finn Balor. Finn, hit, Finn as a heel is, is money, dude. This, this is Prince Devitt we're basically getting right now. Like, if he gets a group, we're pretty much all set. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of promo packages to describe Tyler Bay and fucking um, uh, Bukabuki, where they like that stuff. Shane Thorne comes out. Big fan of Shane Thorne. Guy has the look. Guy has good promo skills, too. A rematch against Bronson Reed from a couple weeks ago where uh, Shane Thorne ended up taking out Bronson Reed. But we're going to rematch. And I like Bronson Reed. He's growing on me too. He's pretty good. But Shane Thorne is fucking awesome. Shane Thorne starts off the match by giving uh, Bronson Reed the big old drop kick. Gives him the leg layered in the corner. Big cannonball. Shane Thorne's trying to put him away. But Bronson Reed cuts off all his momentum with a sick clothesline. Turns him inside out. Uh, both guys start stiffing the crap out of each other with some good chop action. Uh, Bronson Reed gets the best out of it, though, taking down Shane Thorne with a big old chop and a big stiff forearm to the face. Uh, Shane Thorne catches Bronson with a kick to the head and gives him a fucking deadlift Saito suplex. I thought that was very impressive by, uh, Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne starts doing the spot where he's just kicking the shit out of Bronson Reed. I like the kicks he's doing, too, because they're, like, sliding off him. Bronson Reed German suplexes Shane Thorne right on his fucking head. That was rough. Gives him the fucking dead eye, the reverse pile driver for a near fall. I found weird using that for a near fall. Bronson Reed goes to the top rope. Shane Thorne reaches him up there, but Bronson Reed catches him 
and hits the big splash on the top row. Bronson Reed needs a better finish. The splash, it looks fucking devastating, but he needs a better finish. They could come up with something like that. But Bronson Reed getting the surprise shock win over Shane Thorne. Uh, I was very shocked. To me, Shane Thorne on the upside, but I ain't gonna, like I said, it's one-to-one, so, you know, whatever. Can't complain too much. Up next, it is the Kabuki Warriors versus Team Kick, and I am so happy to see Asuka and Kyrie back in NXT, even if it's for one night. This girl's got a great fucking reaction. Uh, fucking, uh, just seeing Asuka in NXT is amazing. Excuse me. You're saying Oscar NXT is fucking great. But this was a great fucking match. I love this match. This match got a lot of time. A lot of Dakota Kai getting the shit beat out of her. Oh my god, this poor girl got the crap beat out of her. But Tegan Knox started off. Quick tag Oscar made to Kyrie. And then Kyrie and Tegan started like throwing shots at each other. Uh, Tegan starts to make some type of offense. Uh, Asuka tries to interrupt it, but Kyrie, I mean, uh, Asuka gets cut off by uh, Dakota Kai. Uh, it's still Dakota Kai and um, Tegan knocks in control. Uh, Dakota Kai finally makes the hot tag, tries to do, you know, what she can. Big kicks to Asuka, but Asuka catches one of her kicks and gives her a dragon screw on the rope. Takes her out, and from this point on, that dragon screw to the leg, let Asuka take control. Big, really nice-looking heel hook, Asuka locked in. Oh, everything Asuka does, she does it with just so much aggression, which is crazy, because her in real life is like the fucking most adorable person ever. It was an awkward spot where fucking, uh, fucking, uh, Dakota hit an enziguri. Asuka, for some reason, she, like, shuffled around, but didn't really sell it, and then just kind of went back to doing what she was doing. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but it just looked like an awkward spot. Kyrie tags in, and Kyrie's got this, uh, fucking, uh, Brock lock onto fucking, um, Dakota Kai. Still working the leg, uh, kicking the crap out of her knee. Her poor knee, man. The whole time, just like, oh, why do they do this? <laughs> why do people come back from injury and they tempt fate? By uh, Amy at the body spot over and over and over and over and over again. It's like, that's just dangerous. Kyrie's challenging fucking Dakota Kai to fight back. And then Kyrie just puts her fucking down for a big palm strike to the chest. It looked very painful. So Kyrie is a small girl, but that, that little motherfucker hits hard, man. <laughs> that spinning back fist that she does is devastating. Double knee buster. Uh, to Dakota Kai, and Asuka comes back in and just relentless attack again. Again, like I said, this was a long match of Dakota Kai getting the shit beat out of her, but it was good. Asuka giving her the straight kicks to the face. The problem is, this is the problem that keeps costing the Kabuki Warrior. Asuka gets way too cocky when she's in control. Asuka's basically tying her up in the middle of the ring, trying to get her into a Walls of Jericho. Uh, Asuka hits a code breaker. Kyrie hits a floating over neck breaker. And then Asuka hits a PK. Good little tag team maneuver they did there. Uh, Dakota Kai finally comes back a little bit. Hits a scorpion kick on Kyrie. Finally tags in Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox starts going nuts. Lady Kane over here with the choke slams on both girls. Like I said, Tegan Knox has been very impressive since coming back from her injury. Same thing with Dakota, too. Like, this is just a lot of people in their, like, best they could be. Goes for the Shining Wizard, but Asuka catches her with a fucking uh, Achilles lock midway. That was awesome. Really liked that spot. But then uh, uh, 
fucking Tegan Knox turns the Achilles lock into a fucking across arm breaker. Asuka takes out the Kodakai once again. The Kodakai gets the tag in though again. She tags her in when she's not relatively fresh. She does this weird fucking like fucking knees to the chest deal. Dakota's about to go for a finish. Asuka gives her the green mist. Fucking tags in Kyrie. Beautiful fucking insane elbow to the back of Kyrie, uh, Dakota Kai. And the Kabuki Warriors win. And this was just a great match. Like, I love this match. It built good. Kabuki Warriors keep their heat by using the fucking mist. After the match, though, out comes Shayna Baszler. She's got Maria Shafir. She's got Jessamine Duke. And Dakota is out. And fucking, um... They start beating the crap out of Tegan Knox. All three of them beat the crap out of Tegan. Tegan's trying to make some type of offense, but Shayna takes her out with a big fucking knee lift to the face. Uh, after that, Shayna's about to break Tegan Knox's arm when out comes the savior of the women's division, Rhea Ripley, again with the save. Rhea comes out, but fucking EO takes her out from behind. EO and fucking uh, Rhea are going at it. Then comes Bianca Belair to take out Rhea. Uh, Rhea. Then comes back Candice LeRae to take to help out fucking uh, Rhea. But then Rhea Ripley takes out all the girls on the outside. Looks at Shayna. They make the stare down. Takes down Shayna. Starts beating the crap out of her. It's a brawl right now. We got every woman you could think of out here beating the crap out of each other. The whole time I'm just like, oh, it's fucking EO. <laughs> I'm just looking at EO. William Regal comes out, he's like, I'm sick and tired of this, there's only one way to settle this. And he just says one word, WAR GAMES. <laughs> I got fucking hyped, because I didn't think they were going to do the women's war game match. I said it, you know, I predicted it, but I'm just like, ah, I don't know if they'll actually do it, but I'm pretty fucking excited. They're going to tear that fuck, NXT TakeOver is going to be fucking awesome. Two war games matches, get the fuck out of here. Tyler Bate versus Cameron Grimes up next, and well, this match too. This match was really fucking very technical shit right there. I, I think Tyler Bate is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world right now. I'm not even trying to overhype this man. I just everything this this dude is 22 years old. Everything this guy does, he makes it look so simple, man. I don't know. I just feel like he doesn't get enough credit for what he does. Like, have you seen that match with Walter? Go do your favor and go watch Tyler Bate versus Walter. Go watch Tyler Bate versus any Pete Dunne match. Tyler Bate is just a fucking, fucking wrestling prodigy. I'm telling you, he's great. But both guys start exchanging stuff. Tyler Bate gives a, uh, for Cameron Grimes a big drop kick. Tries to do his little airplane spin. Gives him another drop kick. Drop kick takes him out. Cameron Grimes has this beautiful like side slam thing where he uh, transitioned weird into it. I really like that. But Grimes is now in control. He's trying to wear down Tyler Bate's arm. The one that got hit with that nice springboard clothesline he's got. Tyler Bate tries to make a little bit of a comeback. Hits a knee lift in the corner. European uppercut for a near fall. Comes in. Big European uppercuts. Beautiful exploder suplex onto Cameron Grimes. And a running shooting star press that was gorgeous by Tyler Bate for a near fall. Uh, Tyler Bate switches over. Cameron Grimes switches over. Cameron Grimes tries to powerbomb him. But Tyler Bate turns it into a fucking Huracurana. West Coast pop style. Beautiful. Tries to go for the Tyler driver. Tyler lands on his feet. Bop and bang, but fucking uh, Grimes doesn't let it happen. He just elbows him in the face. Uh, fucking Tyler Bate goes for his springboard clothesline, but Grimes catches him in his fucking moonsault crash. 
I thought that was awesome right there. But Tyler Bate hits the clothesline, turns Grimes inside out, about to go for the Tyler driver, but Grimes is not having it, takes him to the rope. Tyler deadlifts German suplex him, but Grimes reverses it. Uh, fucking rolling light, double liger kick by Tyler Bay onto Cameron Grimes. Then he hits a beautiful fucking uh, dead man dive to the outside. Uh, Tyler Bate is a dumb baby face, and he gets distracted by Killian Dane looking at him, and fucking uh, Grimes puts the boots to his face, and boom. Cameron Grimes beats Tyler Bate. I did not see that coming at all. I thought Tyler Bate was going to win. Uh, fucking Killian Dane comes in. He just destroys Tyler Bay. Gives him a bunch of sentons. Puts him in the corner. Cannonballs him in the corner on the steel steps. That looked rough. And he's like, tell your friend Pete Dunn I'm looking for him. Which I'm like, I, I like this rivalry where this is going. This is some good stuff. Uh, fucking Keith Lee and Matt Riddle versus the Undisputed Era. This this was a great main event. I like this match. Yeah, I like how they put Riddle and Lee together because they're real life very good friends. Best friends almost, I think. But uh, Keith Lee is the target. They try to go for Keith Lee, but Keith Lee is overpowering both men. It gives both men a running cross body. But fucking uh, Kyle and uh, fucking Fish are trying to do the best they can, but Lee's not letting it happen. He's just overpowering both these little boys. And uh, Lee gives uh, Fish the Grizzly Magnum. Tags in Riddle. Riddle with a beautiful fucking spear. So Riddle's just not done, dude. This guy hits the Goldberg spear. A great fucking spear. Hits the jackhammer for a near fall. People are going nuts with the Riddle. Riddle. I thought that was fucking great. Like, this was a really good looking spear. And a very good looking jackhammer. But Undisputed Era take control. They start beating the crap on a Matt Riddle in their own corner. Giving that man the beats. Uh, a lot of double team moves. A lot of strikes to Matt Riddle by Kyle. Kyle's going in with the fucking knees. I'll tell you that. Then he tags in Bobby. Bobby starts going in with the knees. Gives uh, Riddle a beautiful back suplex. Starts to wear him down with a sleeper hold. Riddle's trying to fight out the sleeper hold. Uh, but Fish knees him in the back. Doesn't let it happen. Riddle then reverses it finally. Gets his own sleeper hold. Kyle ends up kicking Fish in the fucking face with a Yakuza kick. Uh, but, uh, Kyle's trying to keep, uh, fucking, uh, Riddle at bay. Fish sees he's about to make the tag, kicks fucking the Keith Lee's ankles off, and he falls down. Riddle's coming back, he fucking gives both men the final flash knee, but fucking, um, chasing the dragon for a near fall by, uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Love that finish. I wish that would have kept that as a finish. The high and low is so weak compared to the fucking, uh, chasing the dragon. Keithley finally makes the hot tag, starts going in on both men, taking them down, clothesline, spine busters, gives both men the pounce and a double clothesline, that was, that was cool, double back body drop by Keithley, uh, tries to go for the spirit bomb, but fucking uh, Kyle sweeps him, and he ends up, sit, Fish ends up sitting senton on uh, Keithley's face, Keithley with a moonsault, misses, fucking uh, very impressive, uh, fucking, uh, Kyle goes for the action smash, and then Lee actually fucking, uh, Bobby Fish picks him up for Samoan drop. Lee with a one-hand spirit bomb, tags in Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle starts cleaning house with the strikes and the suplexes at both men. It's both sentons. He starts sentoning everybody. He fucking German suplexes Bobby Fish in the neck. Uh, all the rest of the Undisputed Era comes out, but fucking uh, Riddle gives them a PK and a floating bro and takes out all four members 
of the Undisputed Era. Final flash knee to Bobby Fish. He's about to end it. Fucking awesome spot where Keith Lee pounces Adam Cole onto Roderick Strong. High and low to Matt Riddle. And fucking the Undisputed Era beat Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. I did not see that coming. I for really thought fucking the Undisputed Era were going to lose. Beat down time where all four members start beating the shit out of uh, Keith Lee. Out comes Champa with the fucking crutch, killing everybody. It's going fucking nuts. Taking out the Undisputed Era. You know what that means, though? Uh, fucking um, Champa picks up the microphone. He looks at the NXT title and he's like, Goldie, you're going to have to wait because daddy's going to war. And that's how NXT goes off air. We're getting two War Games matches. Maybe even three. Some people said there might be three on Survivor Series. But NXT was fucking great, as usual. <laughs> Not a surprise, right? NXT being good. Woo! All right, time for AEW episode three, four. I I don't I, I lost track. We start off with Cody Rhodes and Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone getting the limo. Cody Rhodes gets in the limo with him. They're you know having a discussion. We then we get a recap of Moxley going nuts, attacking everybody after you know the the match of theirs was ending the time limit. Omega comes out, have a stare down with Moxley. Uh, Hangman comes out, he challenges Pac to a fact match at full gear. Basically, everybody wants to fight. Moxley goes backstage, he's going nuts. He goes into Tony Khan, he's like, Hey, I understand you don't want me to beat your boy. I understand Omega's your guy, and you don't want you don't want his losses to build up. So we're getting acknowledgement of the wins and losses, which is cool. But overall, it's looking we're good. We're looking to have a good show, and it is official. Omega and um Moxley is now a lights out match, AK unsanctioned. Sammy Guevara starts it off. And a uh, big fan of Sammy Guevara. This guy's got a lot of upside. Very young, but he's fighting Hangman Page. And I pretty much knew Hangman was going to wipe the floor with Sammy. Hangman's starting to get a lot of his fucking momentum back, which is good. But this is a good match. This is a good match. Uh. A little shorter than I would have liked. I would have expected it to be longer, but I already knew Hangman was going to kill this man. Uh, Hangman and Sammy start trading strikes. Hangman's getting the full advantage of him. Gives him a big fucking boot. Takes him down. Superplex. I mean, suplex to Sammy. Sammy fucking dodges as much as he can. Finally lands a big drop kick. Uh, lands a snap suplex of his own back to Hangman. Hangman keeps that at like negative one. Sammy starts giving Hangman the tops. Hangman's no selling that shit. Sammy flies at Hangman. Hangman catches him with the last call. Throws him out. Big clothesline to the outside. Follows him. Sammy keeps trying to swarm back out. Oh, horrible spot. Where Hangman's in the apron. And Sammy takes his feet and just sweeps him in the back of his head. Hits the fucking apron. I'm like, that is unnecessary. That's horrible. Sammy slams Hangman on the outside. Sammy brings him in. Hits a Samoan drop. Uh, goes for a move off the top rope, but he ends up faking it out and slapping the fuck out of Hangman's head. This was a loud slap. Hangman gets pissed off, starts chopping this man. Sammy hits a super kick. Hangman turns inside out with a discus lariat. No sells that shit. Hangman starts to come in with the comeback, gets them the big clotheslines. Beautiful fucking catching side slam on my apron. Pop-up powerbomb by Hangman for a near fall. Sammy kicks out. Uh, tosses Sammy to the outside, hits the beautiful moonsault that Hangman does to the outside. Big boot. 
Sammy with a big fucking uh, bicycle knee. But Sammy catches in. Hangman catches him with a buckshot lariat. Done. One, two, three. Clean win for Hangman. Easy win for Hangman. Uh, Hangman cuts a promo saying he's going to do some cowboy shit. I'm glad this is actually his fucking catchphrase because I think his catchphrase is fucking awesome. Uh, we get a match here between the debuting uh, Shauna. I want to say Shauna. Shayna. It looks like Shayna, but I think it's Shauna. I'm going to say Shauna. <laughs> debuting Shauna. Um... I haven't seen this girl before, but she's going against Sheeta. I thought this was going to be a fucking squash match, but this actually ended up being like a 15, 20-minute match. Uh, fucking Sheeta is here. Sheeta is one of my favorites in AEW. Probably my favorite woman in AEW. I think she's got a very big upside, but both girls start going at it. I've never seen this Shauna girl at all, but she impressed me big time. She is fucking great. She actually takes the advantage early on for a couple neck breakers. She does starts to make a little bit of a comeback. Uh, she throws Shauna ends up throwing Sheeta out, but tries to hit a dive. But Sheeta goes to the apron and catches it with a knee. Sheeta takes a chair and ends up hitting a big fucking knee. She puts the chair up. She runs at it Sabu style and just knees this Shauna in the fucking face. Sheeta had a big smile on her face, which made me fucking happy. I thought it was hilarious. So Sheeta's basically working the strikes. Hits a beautiful backbreaker inside the ring. Another big knee in the corner. And uh, Shauna starts to come back. Strikes to hit some strikes. But Sheeta just keeps hitting the knees to the gut. Knees to the face. Taking her down. Sheeta's very, very heelish here. But fucking uh, Sheeta hits a big form. But Shauna starts to come back. Hits a draping double stomp for a near fall. I thought that actually had it. Even she looked crazy. Uh, she starts slapping the back out of fucking Sheeta. But Sheeta ends up hitting the fucking crunchy. Fucking like pile driver style. Uh, Sheeta takes her arm but won't let go of it. Tries to hit a deadlift superplex. Actually gets it. Deadlift superplex for a near fall. But Shauna kicks out. Shauna comes in. Tries to hit a dragon suplex. Turns it into a pin though. A uh, nice roll up. Sheeta with another big knee to the face. Tries to hit a Falcon's Arrow. Hits the Falcon's Arrow deadlift style, actually, too. Sheeta then hits another knee to the face. Finally gets the win. And these girls tore the house down. This is, by far, I think, the greatest uh, AEW women's match so far. Uh, Sheeta is going to be big. The Shauna girl is fucking awesome. But Sheeta is just fantastic. She is just fucking fantastic. But I like this match a lot. Uh, Chris Van Fleet, so fucking awesome to see that guy on TV. That that that's the best wrestling interviewer we had these days. Chris Van Fleet with the fucking uh, Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express has the title, and you know they're talking about the tag team titles. And out come prideful and powerful, fucking Ortiz and Santana beat the crap out of the Rock and Roll Express, old school style, with the fucking sock with the quarters in it. They end up fucking tossing fucking one of the Rock and Roll Express guys. To the fucking, through the fucking stage. Young Bucks come out trying to make the save. Uh, and Pride and Powerful getting a lot of fucking heat. Uh, like I said, I wasn't, uh, LAX is good, but they're really getting to show what they're all about. Uh, we get uh, the three jobbers and fucking uh, QT Marshall. I remember him from Ring of Honor. I always thought he had a fucking awesome theme song. We get Cody talking in the car about Dusty, you know, talking all these stories and stuff. Like, it, it's cool, but... I think they just wasted way too much fucking time on it, honestly. 
But best friends come out. Orange Cassidy, fucking uh, Chucky e. T, Trent Barreto. They're all dressed as fucking uh, Rick and Morty characters. And this is basically a showcase for the best friends, which I'm fucking happy because the best friends are fucking awesome. I think Trent is fighting Pac next week, which I can't wait because I, I fucking think Trent Barreto is awesome. I love his single stuff in New Japan. When you when you fought, look up Trent Barreto versus Kenny Omega in New Japan for the U.S. title. Amazing fucking match. So, uh, Trenton hits a satellite DDT, tags in Chucky e. T. Chucky e. T, you know, cleaning house for the jobbers. It's a standing fucking sliced bread. Uh, misses a move in the corner, but ends up tagging in Trent Barreto. Trent Barreto hits a big gut stupper knee. Turns the fucking jobber inside out. Uh, soul food into fucking, uh, fucking half Nelson suplex. That was cool stuff. QT comes in. And fucking, oh, the most devastating kicks I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Orange Cassidy comes in, that fucking evil bastard. Starts kicking the shit out of QT Marshall. I, I don't know how QT is still alive. Gives him the big fucking roundhouse kick. QT's legs are breaking apart as we speak. And, oh, Orange Cassidy, that sick bastard. QT is able to make a comeback after getting his legs destroyed. Uh, fucking Orange Cassidy no dives himself to the outside. Strong zero by the best friends. They end up getting the win. And I'm happy. I'm happy these guys are getting the win. I definitely cannot wait to see Orange Cassidy in a real match. Because Orange Cassidy is a really good fucking wrestler. That's the crazy part. My favorite Orange Cassidy match is probably him versus David Starr. That was a great fucking match. Uh, Jericho comes out with his fucking David Pumpkin fucking uh, shirt with all the pumpkins on it. There's an unknown woman in the middle of the fucking thing looking through the contract. They're trying to make this official as hell. Shivani and Cody finally make it in there. You know, they're having the contract signing. Jericho starts to fucking, like, you know, he's like, you know, scary him a little bit. He's talking shit to him, saying, I hate your family. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And he's like, hey, where's Dustin at? And Cody automatically makes his face. Sammy's live streaming as Dustin's getting the shit beat on from a Jake Hagar. Hagar knees him in the fucking nuts, breaks his arm with the limo. That looks some crazy shit. He hit him so hard with the limo, he actually dented the limo with Dustin's face. I like that, too, because uh, fucking Jake Hagar's uh, fucking uh, Bellator fight ended up when he need a guy in the nuts, so it was a no contest. So he actually made this part of his character now. He went in there, and he just need fucking Dustin in the fucking nuts. Like, this is the stuff that AEW does fucking great. They incorporate anything into their character. The Hybrid 2... One of my favorite tag teams, fucking Angelico, the, the creepy motherfucker, Angelico. Uh, Jack Evans, Angelico, just partying. Kip Sabian is just like, what the fuck is going on? Kenny with an awesome fucking entrance. So it's Kenny and the Elite, basically the whole Elite versus Kip Sabian and the Hyper 2. Kenny with an amazing fucking entrance where the New Japan Lion comes to life. And he's telling him, we're like, hey, Kenny, you need to become the cleaner. Remember what you were. Become the cleaner. Fucking... Think about your best friend. And he, and they show a silhouette of fucking Cody Ibushi. I thought it was fucking great. And Kenny ends up fucking coming out. Sands comes out. Sands throws a sock in the New Japan's Lions face. And Kenny comes out as Sands from Undertale. Undertale's a great game. I'm playing through it right now, actually. And what a great answer. That, I, you know, that's the stuff that Kenny must love. He must get to, like... Kenny could probably kind of do whatever the fuck he wants right now. But I thought that was a cool entrance. Young Bucks come out as Ryu and Ken again. And a brawl breaks out. Basically, the Hybrid 2 and Kip Sabian start throwing hands at Kenny and everybody. Kip Sabian with a fucking big dive to the Young Bucks. 
Hybrid 2 take their time beating the shadow Kenny, but Kenny tries to come back, takes them both down. Double drop kick to the knee. Double Kataro Crusher Bulldog to both members. Young Bucks are back in, taking out Kip Sabian. A lot of tag team maneuvers onto Kip Sabian. Fucking uh, wheelbarrow into double kick. They're all all three of them go for the rise of the Terminator dive. But it doesn't end up working out. Jack Evans with a beautiful springboard spiral kick. Hits a beautiful handspring fucking splash to the outside. Kip Sabian finally turns it into a real match. Gives a Hurricanrana onto fucking um, Nick Jackson. They isolate they isolate Nick going at him. Taking down his back. Hybrid 2 with an awesome tag team maneuver where um, Helico picked the... Uh, I mean, Jack Evans picked the... Uh, and Helico... I mean, Helico picked up... Uh, Nick Jackson in a back suplex, and uh, Jack Evans did a double foot stomp, and then they back suplexed him. I thought that was great. Uh, fucking uh, Kip Sabian, uh, Poison Rana onto fucking Nick Jackson. Uh, Kenny finally comes in, Dragon Rush to fucking uh, Kip Sabian. Dragon Rush to everybody in the ring. He's about to give the V-trigger to fucking Jack Evans. Jack Evans with a beautiful fucking capoeira kick. But Young Bucks come in, super kick, parte, we had a super kick, uh, fucking, uh, Jack Evans ends up doing a moonsault off of his own partner onto fucking Matt Jackson, crazy stuff here, big V-trigger, he's about to go for the rise of the Terminator dive, but fucking, Kenny gets cut off by Kip Sabian, then Kip Sabian tries to hit the rise of the Terminator dive, all three members of the elite catch him and give him an apron powerbomb that looked absolutely disgusting, V-trigger, Big V-Trigger, big one-winged angel, uh, fucking elite destroy the hybrid two and Kip Sabian. What I expected, pretty much. But fucking prideful and powerful come out and start beating the shit out of the young bucks. They beat the crap out of them. Kenny tries to help, but prideful and powerful get the fuck out of here. And all you hear in the background is, we the best, we the best. <laughs> I fucking love prideful and powerful. I think they're good. The librarian comes out and, ugh. AEW needs to do something with this gimmick. The librarian gimmick is trash. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but this gimmick is trash. Like, I already knew he was getting squashed. So, librarian's cutting a promo. Moxley comes out. Death Rider fucking destroys the librarian. Moxley then proceeds to do an amazing promo. I I know a lot of people people don't want to overhype this promo. Let me take a swig of water. I know a lot of people have been overhyping the promo, or some people say the promo wasn't that good. I think this promo was fan-fucking-tastic. He made his point how everyone thinks he's a fucking freak show, he's a weirdo, nobody wants to talk to him, nobody wants to treat him like a normal human being, but he's going to go out there, and they want him to be a psychopath, he's going to be a psychopath, and he's going to start with the golden boy, and he's going to rip apart Kenny Omega. I thought this was a great fucking promo. Moxley's just got it, man. Moxley's fucking the best. Uh, main event time. It is tag team matches on the line with Lucha Bros versus SCU. No Christopher Daniels here. Uh, match starts off quick. Lucha Bros are going in, trying to destroy these guys early. Fucking super kick, backside, Pentagon, driver. I feel like this match is very rushed. Probably Cody and his limo has something to do with that. Like I said, the, the time that you had Cody and his limo, you could have put to this match. It didn't even get fucking entrances. I was pretty pissed off. Phoenix is fucking amazing. Uh, let's, let's just say Phoenix is fucking great. The dude fucking walks the tightrope, Undertaker style, and PKs fucking Kazarian in the face. What the fuck? Uh, fuck SCU finally makes a comeback. There was a cool spot 
where Kazarian was in the corner and fucking uh, Scorpio Sky monkey flips Kazarian into delivering two fucking clotheslines onto the Lucha Bros. I thought that was great. Kazarian coming back in, hits the fucking Sabu leg drop to fucking uh, Pentagon coming in. Uh, Scorpio Sky takes out Pentagon to the outside. Big German suplex to Phoenix. Phoenix is fighting out of it. Takes out Scorpio Sky. Fucking, let's just say Phoenix is fucking amazing. So Phoenix grabs Kazarian's arm. He goes to Scorpio Sky and he's on the tightrope. He's walking the top rope and Scorpio Sky tries to hit Phoenix and knock him down. What does Phoenix do? He evades Scorpio Sky trying to swipe his legs, springboards back onto the rope, does a little shuffle, like legit the dude dances in midair and ends up hitting the arm drag on fucking uh, Kazarian. Phoenix is just a freak of fucking nature. Let's just say that. Big super kick to Scorpio Sky. They keep trying to take him out. So, uh, Lucha Bros uh, fucking... Um, so Lucha Bros take uh, Kazarian, put him over the knees of Pentagon. Uh, what does Phoenix do? Being the psychopath that he is, he fucking springboard leg drops fucking Kazarian onto fucking... Uh, Pentagon's knees. What the hell? Crazy shit. His match is fantastic. I wish it was fucking longer. That's the only thing. I really wanted fucking this match to be longer. But damn you, Cody, and your limo. Damn you, Cody, and your money. Uh, fucking f- w- Angel's Wings by Kazarian. That was cool to see him hit that, you know, for Daniels. Scorpio Sky comes in. He starts cleaning fucking house, taking out everybody. Big dive to the outside by Scorpio Sky. Kazarian with a fucking... It was a big botch, but it, it was crazy. So Kazarian, he springboards from the top rope, and he tries to hurricanrana Phoenix off the apron. Ends up fucking up, tombstoning his fucking head in, in the apron. We gotta stop doing these apron moves. This is very dangerous shit. Like, this ain't cowboy shit. This is dangerous shit. But, nonetheless, that shit was crazy. Uh, Fucking Kazarian hits a tornado DDT onto Pentagon. Uh, Then fucking Scorpio Sky hits a tornado DDT. Uh, fucking, uh, they start, they were setting up for the SCU later, uh, fucking, uh, Phoenix with a big cutter onto Scorpio Sky for a near fall, Scorpio hits a couple elbows, both men take each other out, both men are looking for the hot tag, Pentagon tries to take out Kazarian, he gives him a fucking power run through a table, fucking Pentagon basically destroyed Kazarian, Scorpio Sky gets destroyed for super kick, uh, super, uh, Lucha Bros are going in with the tag team maneuver, this match was just crazy, they go for their finish, the package power drive into the dropkick, but fucking uh, Scorpio Sky reverses it into a uh, roll-up, and SCU win the first ever AEW tag team titles, was I disappointed was it with a roll-up, was I disappointed the match was rushed, was I disappointed we got no fucking entrances, yes, but this was a great show. Uh, they continue to kill it, man. I, I'm liking every show. This is definitely the weakest show since, you know, since the first episode, I would think. But overall, Moxley's promo made the show for me. show was fucking awesome. Kenny's entrance made the show for me. Great stuff. Sheeta and fucking Shauna or whatever her name is killed it. I'm sorry I can't pronounce her name. I'm really bad with names. But good stuff from AEW here. AEW just keeps killing it. All right, and here we are for Crown Jewel Review. Ah, This show was a mixed bag. Um, Some matches were pretty damn good. The rest of the show was pretty damn garbage. 
Um, uh, I usually don't like watching the Crown Jewel shows. I never watch them the day of. If I'm going to watch them, I usually skip by them. You know, just whatever. But this was a show. This We'll get into it because the Crown Jewel thing overall is garbage. The shit that happened over there with those fucking guys being stranded and Vince McMahon leaving and leaving his fucking wrestlers behind is unfucking forgivable. They should all fucking jump Vince McMahon and beat the crap out of him for that shit. That shit was so disrespectful. Fucking Brock ended up making it back, and he ended up taking Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and some people home. Some guys got a private plane and got out of there, but the fact is, uh, they need to stop doing business with these people. They didn't even get paid till the day of the show. They had to cut him a check right there. I don't know what the fuck Vince is doing. These shows always usually suck, but the fact that there's so much controversy and everyone said they're not going back. Carl Anderson said you can give him all the money in the world and he'll never go back. Buddy Murphy said it himself, never again. Like people are saying it's never going to fucking happen. They're never going back. But other than that, let's get to this fucking stupid show. Brock Lesnar, Bork Lesnar comes out and this is the first match. Uh, Rey Mysterio comes out with Cain Velasquez. And uh, we start off. This match was two minutes long. It was a couple strikes. It was Brock and Kane feeling each other out. Uh, Brock ended up hitting one move, which was the Kamara lock, and tapping out Kane Velasquez. Apparently, Kane Velasquez has a very bad knee injury, and that's why this match went short. But to me, like, how do you come back from that? You know what I mean? You just got beat by Brock Lesnar in two minutes. Brock Lesnar tapped him out. Rey Mysterio comes in for chair. Starts beating the shit out of Brock Lesnar with this chair. Like, I mean, beating the crap out of him. Fucking, uh, he actually ended up hitting Brock in the face, but Brock got his hands up, thank God. He didn't try to pull a crazy Cody Rhodes moment. Brock then takes advantage, F5s Kane on the chair, raised back with the chair, beating the crap out of him. But it was just crazy. He just did a fucking chair shot to the head. But, uh, again, I don't give a shit about Kane Velasquez at all. But now... Dude, you're a loser. You're a fucking loser. You lost in two minutes to fucking Brock Bork Laser. Tag Team Tournament match, and this was good. Lucha, um, Lucha Brothers, they wish. Uh, <laughs> I love Lindsay, but Lindsay Dorado and fucking uh, Grand Mantelik versus Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode start off the Tag Team Tournament match. Uh, this match was good. You see, this was one of the matches that was actually good. Uh, Lindsay wearing this awesome Pennywise mask. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but Lucha, fucking Lucha House Party are doing what they can. They're having a lot of cool maneuvers. Oh, but you know they're here to take that L. Fucking uh, Bobby Roode ends up taking their momentum away. Hits a big gourd buster. Tags in Ziggler. Ziggler's breaking at the mask of Lindsay Dorado. Fucking Roode's going in at the mask. Basically, they're bringing the crap out of him as much as they can. Lindsay tries to come back. It's a big crossbody on Dolph Ziggy. Uh, fucking uses his head. The, the cool spot where he uses his head to tag in Grand Mantelik. Uh, Mantelik is also wearing face paint here with the match. It looks cool. Uh, fucking Dolph Ziggler catches fucking Lindsay Dorado with a big super kick midair. Cool spot where Mantelik goes to do his handspring back elbow. Ziggler catches him with a super kick in midair too. Big glorious DDT and Lucha House Party is eliminated. Next guys come out, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, and you pretty much knew how this was going to end. Zack Ryder comes in and hits the fucking Rough Rider two seconds into Dolph Ziggler. They scared me for a second. I really thought they were going to actually win this match. They, uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins botched the G9 
that even Grind Time called them out on it. <laughs> the G9 used to be Grind Time's old finishes. The Samoan drop into the neckbreaker. They botched it so bad. Fucking Kurt Hawkins gets him in the Samoan drop. He drops him. Uh, Zack Ryder goes to give him the neckbreaker, but he doesn't hit anything at all. Look, Zack Ryder legit gave an imaginary neckbreaker. Super kick to Kirk Hawkins, sends him to the outside. Spinebuster into the zigzag, takes out Zack Ryder. Bobby Roode and Ziggler with another elimination. Next team in, Heavy Machinery is up next. I found it weird that the Street Profits weren't on this match. This would have been a perfect match for them to like be in, even if they didn't win. Uh, heavy Machinery start, you know, dominating these... Fucking uh, Ziggler and Root are tired. They just wrestled two matches and beat two opponents. I mean, uh, four opponents, so... They're pretty tired. But I actually like this match. I like how this match was structured. Right? I mean, Ziggler and uh, fucking Rude try to take down uh, fucking uh, Tucker. They're not letting Otis tag in because they know Otis is a secret weapon because this dude is hyped. <laughs> you know, he's, he jiggles and he's hyped. Otis comes in, cleaning house, baby. Destroys Dolph Ziggler, takes off the shirt, starts jiggling. Bobby Roode doesn't know what to do. Uh, World's strongest slam to Bobby Roode. It's going nuts. Hits the caterpillar, but Ziggler makes the save on Bobby Roode. Tucker ends up destroying Dolph Ziggler with a fucking lariat on the outside. Bobby Roode tries to hit the blockbuster. Compactor. One, two, three. Heavy machinery beat Bobby Roode and Ziggler. Heavy machinery stay in. Oh, it comes the next team. Which I'll say in a second, because of my notes. <laughs> New Day, baby. Oh, Xavier Woods is out for like a year. So, Big E and Kofi Kingston are going at it. Uh, we got some comedy between Big E and Tucker. Big guy stuff, you know, they're like hitting each other real hard, so good stuff there. Uh, Kofi and Otis are going at it, which I'm like, well, there's a match I never thought I would see. Uh, Kofi's trying to power up, but he ain't doing nothing. Otis lands the Caterpillar. Fucking almost gets the near of the fall there. Uh, throws Kofi onto Tucker, but ca Kofi catches him with the Tornado DDT. Uh, gives the Trouble in Paradise to, to Otis. Tucker catches Big E, tries to hit the springboard. He actually hits a fucking thing. Midnight Hour, Big E and Xavier, I mean, uh, Big E and, uh, Kofi Kingston take out uh, Heavy Machinery. B-Team is somehow in this match. My boy Curtis Axel. Uh, Curtis Axel and uh, fucking Bo Dallas try to do some tag team stuff to fucking Big E. Uh, Big E overpowers Curtis Axel. Makes the hot tag to Kofi, baby. Kofi throws himself to the outside. Tags in Big E. Big ending. And B-Team is gone by Sayonara. The Revival, Dash and Dawson. Two guys that have fallen off the face of the fucking earth. Like, these guys, oh, they don't even do shit anymore. So, top guys are in. You know, they're fighting uh, Kofi and Big E. They got a little rivalry brewing here and there. They were supposed to defend the tag team titles on SmackDown, but that didn't end up happening because, you know, all the travel issues and shit. But Kofi's going in, laying some big drop kicks, but uh, that was a cool spot. Or Kofi goes to a fucking jump in the air, but Dash catches him with a beautiful snap power slam. I thought it was great stuff there. Uh, Dash and Dawson take advantage of Kofi Kingston, giving the beach to Kofi Kingston for a while. You know, locking him into some missions. You know, has some tag team moves. Kofi tries to make a comeback, and arm drags uh, Dawson. Hits a SOS. Fucking da uh, Dawson gets in the middle of it. Doesn't like Kofi tag. Kofi gets a springboard drop kick. Uh, tries to tag, but does not work. Uh, Dash and Dawson had a beautiful fucking tag team maneuver where he, like, draped him in a backbreaker, gave him a knee. Uh, 
Kofi rolls up uh, Scott Dawson, but it doesn't work. They kick out. Shatter Machine and a clean win over Kofi Kingston. Oof. Crazy. Uh, here comes out the OC, the only club that matters. Real quick Magic Killer attempts, but Kofi fights out of it. Hits a drop kick. Fucking botch stomp to fucking uh, Carl Anderson. Carl tries to come in. Hits a big old fucking rocket kick. Kill, uh, fucking... Um, uh, fucking uh, Magic Killer. Done. Get out of here. Uh, out comes the last team, which is the Viking Raiders. So we get the Viking Raiders versus the OC. When I first saw this, I was like, oh, well, well the OC is dead. Viking Raiders are going to fucking win. They're still undefeated, you know, blah, blah, blah. Viking Raiders come in. They do the usual shtick where they do the crazy power moves. Uh, Carl Anders start, starts working uh, Rose fucking, uh, sorry, Eric. Starts working Eric's leg early. And out comes Hanson with the hot tag. Oh, sorry, Ivar. It's still Hanson and Rose me. So Hanson comes in with a uh, fucking cartwheel, fucking uh, clothesline of Carl Anderson. Uh, Viking Raiders hit some big tag team maneuvers, taking the stiff shots to fucking um, the club. Uh, club hits a back suplex into a neck breaker for a near fall. They go for the magic killer. Hanson interrupts it. Uh, they go for it one more time. Finally hit the magic killer on Eric. And the club, the OC, are the best tag team in the world. And this caught me by surprise. But this was a great match. I like the tag team promo match. But fucking the OC win the championship. Basically, they win the championship trophy. And declare themselves the greatest tag team in the world. I did not see this coming. It was... I'm happy for the boys. Like I said, Carl Anderson is one of the most overrated singles competitors I've ever seen. Uh, match of the night next. It is Cesaro versus Mansoor. Mansoor being a native of Saudi Arabia. We see a little bit of him in NXT and here and there. And Mansoor is fucking great. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people just call him Ali, but uh, he's pretty damn great, Mansoor is. He got a lot of good fucking reaction here. People lost their fucking shit. Again, I love Cesaro. Uh, fucking, you know, Cesaro is legit top 10, one of the best wrestlers in that company. Best wrestlers in the world, I think. I will never lose my respect for Cesaro, no matter how bad WWE treats him. Cesaro man stories are trading holds back and forth. You know, some simple R-Jazz, some wrestling shit, you know. Simple good old wrestling shit. Well, Cesaro's turning up the aggression, though. He keeps trying to take down Mansoor with some big shoulder blocks. Uh, Mansoor is trying to get some early fucking pins. He hits this cool little turnover into a moonsault. Uh, tries to hit a sunset bomb, but that was cool. He hits a sunset bomb, does a kick up, ends up hitting a drop kick on Cesaro. Takes Cesaro to the outside. Cesaro slams him on the fucking barricade so hard. Cesaro with a cross body, turns it into an axe handle instead from the top rope. Always forget Cesaro can fly. Uh, Cesaro starts wearing down Mansoor with a big uppercut strike. wearing him down with the sleeper holds. A uh, big suplex to Mansoor. Turns him inside out with a back suplex. He goes to the top rope again. But Mansoor catches him with a drop kick while Cesaro's coming down. Jawbreaker. Uh, big enziguri by Mansoor onto Cesaro. A uh, big fucking dive that Mansoor hit. It's another crossbody inside the ring. Uh, Mansoor is about to get a beautiful satellite DDT. Onto Cesaro. And he starts uh, basically hitting the big comeback. So. Like I said. Uh, Mansoor is really good. They got to push this guy. I just hate. They feel like they just dust him off. Like oh Saudi Arabia trying to push Mansoor. 
But I feel like Mansoor is really fucking good. He deserves a lot more credit than he does. Zaro throws Mansoor onto the ref, tries to cheat by chopping him in the throat and getting a handful of tights for a roll-up. Mansoor with a beautiful springboard neckbreaker that looks real fresh. I was like, ooh, that should be his finish. Looks really good. Uh, top rope gut wrench suplex by Cesaro for a near fall. Cesaro's about to go for the neutralizer. Mansoor turns it into a roll-up attempt. Uh, Cesaro kicks out. Cesaro then reverses that into a fucking cross face. Uh, Mansoor super kicks the living baldness out of Cesaro. Goes to the top rope. Cesaro interrupts him again. Tries to fucking... Starts beating the shit out of him in the corner. Big European uppercut. Tries another gut wrench. But Mansoor turns it into a fucking powerbomb. Beautiful moonsault. One, two, three. Clean win for Mansoor. And I thought this match was great. Uh, Mansoor is fucking awesome. He's really good. Uh, the crowd went fucking insane. And another thing that Mansoor has. This guy can cut a fucking promo. He cut a great great promo after the fucking thing. Uh, you know what I mean? After the match. I feel like they need to do something with him. He's just like, you know, like not doing much. Uh, now we get a Shetty match. <laughs> we get uh, Braun Strowman versus uh, fucking um, Tyson Fury. And this match sucked. This match made me fall asleep for the whole day. I'm not even joking. I fell asleep. Woke up and Crown Jewel was still going on. Fell back asleep. And I had to watch Crown Jewel the next day because of this match are so fucking boring. This was 11-12 minutes of guy that doesn't know what he's doing, Tyson Fury. I understand he's a real fan. I understand he loves wrestling and all that. But this was legit someone who was bored and just wanted to wrestle. Oh, I'll, I'll give him credit. His entrance was kind of cool, but... This was fucking trash. Like, this was so trash. And Braun is garbage. Like, legit, Braun can never come back from this, I think. Like, Braun has just lost and lost and lost and lost. And now he just lost to a fucking, like, a random boxer. Like, I don't even want to go through this match. This match was just bad, ugly, botchy. Fucking, it's just Braun missing a bunch of shit and ramming himself into stuff. Braun gets back in the ring in the apron. Tyson Fury knocks him the fuck out. He can't make it back in the ring. And that's it. Braun comes in, the sore loser that he is, hits a power slam that Tyson Fury then no-sells. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Legit, as soon as he hit the power slam, he was like not even selling it. This was fucking trash. Then... It's not trash. We get AJ Styles versus Humberto Carrillo. This is a great fucking match. This is the second best match of the night. Humberto Carrillo is just fucking awesome. And I, I hope they keep pushing him. I really wanted him to win this match. I know it would have been too early to put a title on him, but who cares? AJ Styles is pissed off. He's beating the crap out of Humberto Carrillo. He goes in with the strikes, just chopping the crap out of him, like stiffing the shit out of him. I felt like AJ Styles from New Japan for a little bit. He was beating the crap out of this young boy. Uh, Brett Carrillo starts to make a small little comeback. Hit that beautiful arm drag he does from the corner. I mean, from the rope. I try to hit the springboard. It does some tricks. Does some crazy stuff. You know, Brett Carrillo shit. AJ catches him, though, midway and gives him the Hiroshi Hiroshi fucking backbreaker. Fireman's carrying to a backbreaker. Then AJ gets full control from then. Carrillo tries to come back again, but AJ breaks his fucking back again with a Uranagi backbreaker. 
AJ's laying it in, man. AJ's beating the crap out of this boy. Uh, Carrillo hits a head spring, back, back spring elbow. Uh, hits another arm drag. And, you know, Carrillo finally starts to make a thing. Uh, let it be known that the club is out there. They're, they're with the boys. Uh, AJ stops the second arm drag and catches him. He's about to go for a fucking brain buster. Dags him up in the air. Beautiful fucking brain buster. Oh, great stuff there by AJ Styles. I'm glad he brought that back because AJ's got too many moves. That's the problem. Uh, Carrillo starts to come back at the jawbreaker. It's a, he does this weird move where I don't even know how to describe it. So AJ's on the floor and he does the handspring and he does like he catches AJ's arm on the floor and ends up hitting a beautiful fucking arm drag. Hits a moonsault. AJ talks him in the corner, but Carrillo reverses into a crossbody. AJ's on the apron. He catches him again, tries to go for another Hiroshi Hiroshi, but Carrillo lands on his feet. Big enziguri. AJ no sells. Pele kick. Great exchange here. Both guys are fighting it out in the apron. Uh, Carrillo goes to take down AJ on the apron. He hits a fucking uh, missile drop kick onto him on the apron. It's a beautiful fucking dive to the outside. Gorgeous shit right there. Hurricanrana. AJ tr attempts to go for the Styles Clash. Does this cool move where he floats over into the Styles Clash. It doesn't work. AJ then gets him a fucking discus lariat. He goes for the fucking um, calf killer. But Carrillo does not tap this time how he did on Raw. Carrillo with a big spinning integrity kick. Goes for the moonsault. Catches himself to lands on his feet. Uh, AJ comes charging. Lands himself in the corner. AJ catches him with a phenomenal forearm. One, two, three. Another clean win for AJ. And another great match for Humberto Carrillo. This guy's killing it, man. He's killing it. And AJ feels like he's on fire again. This guy's delivering some A1 matches so far. Club celebrates. And uh, the whole OC getting big wins on this uh, crown jewel, which I thought that was weird. But that was a great match. That was a great fucking match. Uh, first women's match in Saudi Arabia. Natalia and whoever threw that water bottle at Natalia and her entrance is a fucking dickwad. You are an idiot and you must be gay or something because you hate pussy. <laughs> that you fucking had to resort to throw something at a fucking woman who's out here wrestling. Like, what the hell? What are you, dude? It's another reason you need to get the fuck out of here. I felt, I legit felt like scared for these women wrestling Lacey comes out all covered up felt really weird not wearing any fancy outfits or nothing Natalia comes out they're all wearing their big brother's t-shirt uh, and these women had, these women had a really good match they had a basic women's match Natalia and then had a clean win they had a big celebration half the men were in their half the men weren't even paying attention they were on their phones or they were just chilling but all the women were crying and celebrating so if it did something it did that, I would say. So, I, I'm happy for that, but... Ugh. This puts a bad taste in my mouth. Anything that has to do with Saudi Arabia just puts a bad fucking taste in my mouth. Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Uh, Shorty G. Uh, some chain wrestling with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, good stuff there by those guys. Corbin comes in. Corbin's like, got the tights back, man. And Corbin and Shorty G start going at it. They're no strangers to each other, but Corbin ends up tagging in Ali... Ali has a springboard X-Factor, tags in Rusev, big puppy Rusev, wants Bobby Lashley, and for some reason, Bobby Lashley's tagged in, Rusev is tagged in, for some reason the referee holds back Rusev? I have no idea why. They were perfectly legal. Even Michael Cole said, why, why is the referee holding back Rusev? 
But Rusev gets held back. Bobby Lashley tags out to Drew McIntyre. We got Drew McIntyre versus Rusev going at it for a little bit. Some cool stuff about the match I never thought I'd see. <laughs> it's a weird fucking match. Uh, Rusev with a beautiful big spin kick onto McIntyre. He starts to take control. Tags in Ali. But McIntyre basically destroys Ali. He tags in Corbin. And Corbin's taking out Ali. He fucking shoves him from the top rope onto the barricade. That was some nasty stuff. Bobby Lashley comes in. He's taunting Rusev while beating the crap out of Ali. Fucking beautiful clothesline to Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley had a clothesline turned Ali inside out. Randy Orton then hits a clothesline and turns Ali inside out on the outside. Shinsuke Nakamura is back in, taking it to Ali. I really wish this was an elimination match. It would have made this match a whole lot better, I think. Because I feel like that would be the better way to go. Ali finally tags in Ricochet, who uh, fucking Ricochet is awesome. He was dressed as All Might from fucking My Hero Academia. I thought it was really cool. So All Might is going in, plus Ultra and all that stuff, taking out Drew McIntyre and the rest of the team. McIntyre shoves fucking Ricochet backwards. It was really cool because he shoves Ricochet backwards. He's about to hit the reverse Alabama slam. And Corbin knocks out Ricochet with a punch while he was hanging upside down. And then he hits the Alabama slam. I thought that was good stuff. Uh, Ricochet and Orton start going at it for a little bit. I'm pretty sure this is the feud they're building to now. And then Bobby Lashley starts taking out fucking, uh, fucking uh, Ricochet. Ricochet's getting the shit beat out of him by the whole team, basically. Uh, Corbin tags in, starts beating the crap out of Ricochet some more. You know, locking in some stuff, trash talking the way he does. Ricochet makes a little bit of a comeback. What does Corbin do? Take out the whole team from not tagging. Deadlift uh, suplex by Drew McIntyre. Bobby comes in, beats the shit out of Rusev to take him out. Gives Ricochet the advantage for a little bit. Ricochet comes in. Fucking Enziguri kick to Randy Orton. Catches him with a mule kick because he misses the first kick. And finally, Roman Reigns comes in. Cleaning house. Takes out McIntyre. Takes out Bobby. Takes out Randy. Takes out Corbin. Because, you know, it's Roman Reigns. This is what he does. He can beat five or six people by himself. So Roman's going in there. He's being a shit out of fucking Corbin. Giving him the fucking stupid clotheslines in the corner. And Corbin's getting clothesline, clothesline, clothesline. Big boot to Corbin. Takes him out. Loading up the Superman punch. Uh, takes out Bobby and tries to help them out from the outside. Randy tries to go for the RKO, but Roman catches him with a Superman punch. Corbin with a choke slam, a high choke slam to Ali. Shorty G comes out. Fucking McIntyre destroys Ricochet with a Claymore kick. That McIntyre, I mean, Ricochet does a fucking shooting star press while getting hit with this thing. Awesome shit. I don't know how McIntyre is not fucking the world champion right now. Rusev and Bobby finally start throwing hands going at it. Uh, Bobby's fighting back Rusev. Throws him to the outside. Lana's with them. Superman punched to Bobby Lashley. Fucking Roman hits the big dive on every single fucking dude in this match on the outside. Even his own teammates. Goes for the spear. Randy catches him. Catches him with an RKO mid Superman punch. And Roman kicks out of the RKO. And I'm going to tell you right fucking now. No. Nobody should be kicking out of the RKO unless this is important. Like Roman Reigns should not be kicking out of the RKO just cause. Fucking RKO is a great fucking move. It's the main thing that Randy is fucking over with. You know, I'm not a big fan of Randy, but that move should be protected. But fucking here you got fucking him kicking out of it. Randy's like, fuck it, I'm pissed and go for the punt. RKO to Ali, but Ali reverses it into a handstand, and then hits stereo dives. 
Big spear by Roman Reigns to Randy, and Roman Reigns gets the win for Team Hogan. And just like life, Hogan beats Flair again. <laughs> no matter what, Hulk Hogan always beats Ric Flair. But this match was great. I thought this match was great. I could have done without Super Roman, you know, destroying everybody by himself and kicking out of the RKO, but whatever. What are you going to do? That's the guy. That's the guy they want to push. Seth Rollins comes out, and out comes The Fiend, and again, they got the stupid fucking light. <laughs> we did this for Kane. We did this for Sian Cara. It's not going to work. Please stop the lights. Fiend looks, stare down at Seth Rollins, beats the crap out of him. I know a lot of people didn't like this match, I think. I saw a lot of people saying it was kind of boring and slow patient, but I like this match. I like how The Fiend wrestles, how, how he's just like kind of menacing. Big headbutt to Seth Rollins. He starts taking out Seth. Seth tries to make a little bit of a comeback with a sling blade. It's a blockbuster from the middle rope. It's a springboard knee. Basically healing a lot of his big moves early. Bray catches him with a fucking crossbody. Destroys Seth with a crossbody. Hard to tell to see what's going on on the outside. But the feed and Seth start brawling. This is Falcons anywhere. Remember. Seth is trying to hit the feed with whatever he can. He starts slapping the crap out of him. It's a first curve stomp of the night. That's number one. Uh, Fiend no-sells. It gets a modified Urinagi to the fucking apron. Fiend is watching in disgust. Fiend is chasing Nelsef. Fucking drills himself through the barricade. No-sells that shit. Comes the fuck out. Out comes Seth. He takes out a table. Sets it up at ringside. Hits a big dive onto the Fiend. It's another dive. Takes the fucking uh, wrapping from the table. From the announce table. Starts beating the crap out of the Fiend with that. Uh, Seth double stacks table. He's been playing a lot of WWE 2K. It takes a chair, starts wearing out Bray, wearing him out with a chair. Uh, fucking Bray no sells that shit. Uh, Seth then gets the fucking sledgehammer. Three sledgehammer shots to the face to the fiend. Then fiend no sells him. Takes out Seth Rollins, throws him on the announce table. Fiend snaps his neck on the announce table. You know that cool shit that he does. Uh, then Fiend is on the offense, beating the crap out of him. He's about to hit a senton. Hits a senton through the table, but Seth Rollins moves out the way. The table explodes. Seth finally goes for a pin. Fiend kicks out at one. No cells getting put through a table. Crazy shit. Seth sets him up on the other table. He's about to hit a frog splash, but he takes out Seth. Slams Seth through the two tables that are set out to the apron on the outside. Fiend is watching in happiness. He starts laughing. He points at the hurt glove. He puts it across his head and he reveals. It's supposed to be concrete, but and this show, for some reason, it was steel. Sister Abigail on the steel attempt doesn't work, except for the big kick. Big steel steps to the face. Another steel step. And curve stomp number two on the steel ramp. Fiend kicks out at two. Big uh, steel chair tries to hit the crap out of the Fiend some more. Giving more steel chair shots to the Fiend. Uh, starts going in where he hits a double sludge. Goes for another stop. Fiend with a sister Abigail on the fucking um on the on the ramp. Doesn't get it, gets a near fall. So he's chasing Seth all the way to the stage. They start beating the crap out of each other. Fiend is chasing him down. Seth is running away. Seth, he grabs Seth and he starts taking him, dragging him somewhere. And both guys are going at it. He's about to hit a Urinagi off the stage. Seth fights out of it. Curve stomp number three. Fiend no sells. Gets the fuck up. Super kick. Curve stomp number four. Curve stomp number five. Curve stomp number six. 
Then curve stomp number seven, curve stomp number eight. I'm not even joking. He try hits all the curve stomps. Curve stomp number eight hits. He tries to super kick him off the stage. He super kicks him. Super kicks him. Third super kicks does it. Explosions happen. He falls in this fucking weird area. And he tries to look for the fiend. He's moving these boxes. He gets sparked in the eye by a fireworks. The fiend rises from the dead. Hits the fucking mandible claw. Chokes him out. Hits the sister Abigail on the floor. On the concrete floor. One, two, three. The fiend wins the title. And I thought this match was good. I like this match. Like I said, I like the way the fiend wrestles. I like how he's just a fucking Terminator. You can't stop him. It is annoying to see Seth hit 25, 17 million curve stomps again. Like, I, I feel like that's just burying the curve stomp, and that's one of my favorite wrestling finishes. So it's kind of a bummer. Like, I feel like we shouldn't bury the fucking curve stomp. You know what I mean? But at this point, I tell anybody, what is it going to take to beat The Fiend? Like, if the curve stomp, if 20,000 curve stomps can't do it, what what would make an example? Ron Strowman coming in and hit a fucking power slam. Ooh, it's gonna beat the Fiend. But the Fiend is now the Universal Champion, and um, basically what they explained on SmackDown, the titles are traded. So Universal title is on SmackDown, but I heard that's getting remodeled. So we're probably gonna get that blue belt, and then uh, the fucking WWE Championship is on Raw, and that means Brock Lesnar is back on Raw. But overall, the show was okay. Like I said, Mansoor and Cesaro, best show in the match. Uh, Team Hogan versus Team Flair was good. And I liked Fiend and fucking um, Seth. And the Tag Team Tournament match was okay. They could have picked some better teams to be in there, but that's just me. But I just don't want them to ever go back there. I fucking hate these fucking Crown Jewel show. And what the fuck did Vince McMahon do? He announces more Crown Jewel shows till fucking 2027. He fucking re-signed another fucking contract. And we're never not going to fucking get these Crown Jewel shows. We're going to get these till 2027. I'm probably going to be dead by then, but still, whatever. Alright, it is now time for the best SmackDown of the Year review. Uh, we get a team of Aiden English, Tom Phillips, and Renee Young on commentary. Because the whole roster is almost stuck in Saudi Arabia. Brock Lesnar comes out, the new WWE champion. You know, still holding that title proudly. He basically says... He wants to kill Rey Mysterio, but they won't let him kill Rey Mysterio. So he said, fuck it. I quit SmackDown, and I'm going to Raw. Which I'm like, cool, that means the titles are swapped. Like I said, I've already explained this. They replayed the whole entire match between uh, Cain Velasquez and fucking Brock. That's to show you how short this match was. Up next, it is Bailey with Totally Not Hollywood Rock's theme song. <laughs> Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Uh, these girls have a pretty fun match. Not bad stuff here. But it's what happens after the match, which is awesome. Bailey ends up hitting a top rope elbow. Gets confused. Fucking Sasha takes out Nikki Cross. Bailey wins with the old one percenter from EC Drizzle. Uh, but out comes Shayna Baszler, the NXT Women's Champion. She destroys Sasha. She destroys Bailey. Takes out Nikki. Gut wrench her, fucking gives her a big knee to the face, gives her a big another knee to the face, takes, destroys Bailey easily. And I was pretty happy to see where this was going. Basically, the NXT invasion um, is 
at full fucking force, and I'm pretty fucking happy with it. Uh, Pat McAfee replaces fucking um, Aiden Aiden English, and I liked them because I liked them on commentary because the whole time he was just like, "Hey, he's the NXT representative." Kathy Kelly, beautiful fucking Kathy Kelly, oh. is backstage, and um, Sami Zayn is talking about how, "Hey, if any of these NXT tries try him, he's ready for him." You know what I mean? Uh, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee come out. And Sammy's just like, oh, I love both of you guys. I actually have my NXT shirt right now. I used to be the heart and soul of NXT. But later, guys, I'm going to go outside. Keith Lee and uh, Riddle follow Sammy. Sammy tries to give fight back uh, fucking Riddle. Bro Derek, final flash knee strike into Keith Lee, delivering a middle rope moonsault of fucking, um, uh, fucking uh, Sammy Zayn. And I'm pretty fucking hyped. I'm so happy. This NXT invasion, like I said, this was the best fucking episode of SmackDown ever. It sucks that we had to get it by everybody being stuck in Saudi Arabia. Miz comes out and he goes to interview himself. He was supposed to interview Bray Wyatt, but that didn't happen. But Tommaso Ciampa comes out and he starts talking about, you know, he's the fucking best sports entertainer in the business. Miz cuts a good promo. He kind of stumbles in his words a little bit, but other way, the Miz usually always cuts a good fucking promo. Uh, Champa looks at him. He's like, "You sound like you want to fight." Those are fighting words. So we get Champa versus the Miz, and this match wasn't bad. I actually like this match. Champa still with the army pants. You know, he's not even wrestling attire. But I thought this was a fun little match here. The match, like whoever thought I would see Tommaso Champa wrestle the Miz on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Fucking weird, but. Like I said, now that they have announced NXT as part of Survivor Series, I cannot wait for Survivor Series. This might be one of the best Survivor Series ever. You know, to me, I hope they do a bunch of three ways and four ways and whatever the fuck they got to do. Like, I hope there is the, there is a rumored of War Games being part of Survivor Series too. I feel like War Games would be the way to go. Have three teams, you know, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, everybody kill each other. Because you can't do a three-way elimination match, so... Uh, Miz is going in with the usual Miz-related offense. Champa takes him out with a disc at Lariat, cuts him open early, hits a big knee in the corner for a near fall. Miz kicks out. He's about to go for the fairy tale ending. Miz fights out of it, gets Champa down, tries to get him down for the figure four by chopping at the leg. He's about to go for the fairy tale ending. Miz fights out of it again. Fucking DDT onto Champa. Uh, fucking locks in the figure four finally. Uh, Champa's struggling to get to the rope. Uh, Champa reverses the pressure, taking down the Miz. Uh, Miz goes at it again. Champa turns it into a fucking roll-up. I thought he had a hair, but he actually kicked out. Then he takes Miz and locks him in a one-leg Boston Crab. Both guys are chopping each other, throwing shots at him. Oh, God, he's beating the crap out of the Miz. Miz blocks Champa in the corner, hits him with that Miz clothesline he does. Axe handle, Champa catches him with a flying knee, fairy tale ending, and Champa gets the clean win. Fucking, we get a great fucking segment of Daniel Bryan being backstage, and he's looking at Triple H, he's looking at Sean, he's like, what are you guys doing here, you know, what the hell are you guys trying to do? And fucking Daniel Bryan's like, I want, I want to fight you, I want to fight Triple H. He's like, nah. Then you got Sean taking out his coat, looking like he's going to fight. He's like, I got someone for you. Adam Cole, baby, comes out. And we're going to get Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan for the NXT world title on the main event. Bianca Belair ends up destroying fucking Dana Brooke and fucking, um, fucking, uh, 
the rest of some of the women back there, uh, fucking Rhea Ripley and fucking Tegan Knox, the weirdest tag team ever come down to take on Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Good to see Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox, especially Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's just a fucking star, man. She's fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, Rhea and Mandy start going at it. You know, Rhea's pretty much in fucking control. Uh, fucking Mandy gets thrown into the announce table, and her foot catches Renee Young in the nose, and Renee starts bleeding. And I give credit, the commentary team was on fire. They were all full of anger and aggression, especially Renee Young. She got hit in the nose, man. She was going nuts. Uh, Stephanie comes out. She talks about, you know, how great job of the women did in Saudi Arabia. And main event time, we get fucking Adam Cole versus Daniel fucking Bryan. And this match is just fantastic. There's not enough compliments to give to this match. Daniel Bryan starts going in, fucking taking down fucking uh, Adam Cole, starts chopping him, starts beating him up. These guys are having an absolute classic beating the shit out of each other. Daniel Bryan's going in here in the usual Daniel Bryan offense, you know what I mean? This was one of Daniel Bryan's best matches since he's come back. Both guys with a superplex onto each other to the outside. Uh, Adam Coles takes advantage with a neckbreaker and then he starts getting in the heel heat. Fucking Adam Cole takes control, taking down Daniel Bryan, wearing him down. And uh, Sean and Triple H are the outside watching. But basically, Adam Cole's the new chosen one, basically. He's the leader of NXT now since he's the NXT world champion. I don't know. I just thought it would be fucking awesome if Daniel Bryan won the NXT world title. But just, Daniel Bryan was just so motivated in this match. He makes his full comeback. Big knee to the outside. Uh, Adam Cole. Beautiful drop kick from the top rope to Adam Cole. Hits his drop kicks in the corner. It's a hurricanrana. Cole switches it to a near fall. That was cool. Uh, Cole's about to go in. Hits another punt bicycle kick. He's been calling that move the whole time. Uh, he's about to go for a German suplex. And uh, fucking he throws Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan does a suicide dive. Triple H and Sean move out the way. Goes for another suicide dive. Cole catches him with an injury. Us. Uh, fucking scariest spot of the night so you know the spider suplex from the top row the spider suplex is a reverse german suplex you know it's a german suplex but the the guy delivering the german suplex hangs on so he gives the spider suplex to adam cole and he dumps cole right on his head i'm like daniel bryan you savage he powers back up hits a diving headbutt but misses and i'm like this guy's really asking for it cole hits the last shot Fucking brain buster to the knee. Because, you know, he both he both calls both of those the last shot. Daniel Bryan locks in a one-legged Boston Crab. He sits on it. And I'm like, damn, that looks really fucking painful. He locks in a fucking devastating heel hook. Daniel Bryan has not looked better than this, man. It's crazy. Big kick. Stiffing the crap out of Adam Cole with everything he can. Uh, fuck, he's about to hit some fireman's carry move. But Cole turns it into a backstabber. But Daniel Bryan fought out of that. Turns it into the fucking yes lock. And he starts taking his arms. He starts stomping him in the head. He locks in the yes lock again. And I'm like, why the fuck has no one tapped out to the yes lock? He turns it into a fucking arm bar with the yes lock on. He's giving Cole the fucking yes kick so hard that Cole's like leaning all the way back. He head kicks him in the head. Cole catches him with a super kick. Hits the Panama Sunrise finally. And beautiful last shot to the back of the head. Takes away the knee pad. Adam Cole cleanly, 
cleanly beats Daniel Bryan. Triple H comes out with the whole half of the NXT locker room. He's like, we're here for war. We fired the first shot. What are you guys going to do about it? And this was legit the best episode of fucking SmackDown all year. SmackDown has been a shit show since moving to Fox. It was a shit show before that. But this is the best it's fucking been in a long time. But I cannot wait for Survivor Series. I'm going to be uh, reviewing some New Japan on next week's episode. I was going to try to fit into this one. But the Crown Jewel review itself is like 30, 40 minutes. So I was like, that's way too long. So I'm going to fit it on the next one. You know, talk about um, stuff that happened there. The return of the time bomb himself, Hiromu. Oh, one of my favorites, probably legit, my top five, one of my favorite wrestlers in the world is Hiromu Takahashi, but I'll get to that, like, subscribe, you know what I mean, the YouTube channel, like the thing, you know, the podcast on Spotify, you know, you use K92 all around for everything, we all talks wrestling, it's the podcast available where all podcasts are heard and listened to. Uh, like, subscribe to that, leave a review if you want to, you know, email me at bkdragon92 for your wrestling questions. This is uh, Mr. Whale, and I will catch you guys next time. Peace out.